you so much for worshiping with us this morning. I'm seriously so glad that you're here with us today. I can't say that enough. Our YouTube channel is growing so much, which is so awesome. So make sure that you're subscribed to that so you don't miss anything. Before we get into the message, if you have kids, now would be a great time to set them up with an iPad this morning and let them watch the Ridge Runners with Mr. Nathan. They can find that on our YouTube channel. And for all the adults, go ahead and open up the Ridge app and walk through these buttons with me. Go ahead and fill out your Connect card. We love to know who's worshiping with us this morning. You can also find the message notes on the app so you can follow along with today's message. And thank you so much for giving. You can leave your tithe and offering on the app as well. Also, do us a favor and leave a comment on our YouTube page. We would so love to hear from you guys. And I know most of you are watching this on your TV, so that might make it a little difficult to leave a comment. So maybe grab your phone, find the service, and type something in for us there if you can. We're in week number three of our new series, Breakout, and what we're doing is looking at how to have a breakout kind of year to leave last year behind us and accomplish more for God in 2021. Each week, we'll focus on a particular biblical quality that will help us have a breakout kind of year, and today we're going to focus on how important it is to be an encourager, and if we'll take time to help others, we'll be encouraged and have a better year. Isn't that so awesome? I'm really excited. <laughs> Now get those message notes out on your app and let's prepare hearts for today's message. So glad to see you here. You know what? Let's start things off on the right foot. I want you to turn to your neighbor right now and just give him a compliment. Just give him a compliment. Tell him you, uh, you look nice today. I like your hair. If, and if you're not sitting anybody, give yourself a compliment. Or better yet, give me a compliment. Throw it up here, okay? Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Now, do one even better. I want you to encourage the person, and this goes for you at home too. Go ahead, give them a compliment. And it, sitting next to the person right now, I want you to give them some encouragement. And I want you to look at them and say, I believe God has great things in store for you this year. Go ahead, tell them. I believe God has great things in store for you this year. Today, we are going to be talking about encouragement. I'm so excited about this. And you know what? I'm already encouraged about 2021. And I'll tell you how I already know that this is going to be a better year is because we started out 
this year with all those Bernie memes. How many of y'all enjoyed seeing that? Yes, those were, I don't care which side of the aisle, that really brought us all together, didn't it? Um, anyway, we're, listen, we're going to have a good time this morning talking about encouragement, and I'm encouraged by you being here this morning. Man, I'm so glad that you are here. Let me welcome everybody to our online Ridge at Home service. Listen, I'm so glad that you tuned in this morning. I see that we've got a lot of people on YouTube. Uh, we want to stay connected with you, so go ahead and open up the Ridge app and work your way through there and find the message notes so that you can follow along with this morning's service, okay? And to everybody that is coming on Sunday mornings, I'm so encouraged that you are here, that you are with me, and thank you for being here and for wearing masks and sitting in the right spots and not ripping up the tape and just sitting wherever you want to. Thank you for that. Um, but also, thank you for being here so that I don't just have to preach to just a camera. I'm glad that you are here. Uh, before I jump into today's message, though, I want to start off by saying a big thank you to everybody who helped with our last blood drive. I've, I've failed to mention this the past couple of Sundays, but on January 3rd, we had a Ridge blood drive event. And not only did y'all participate, but man, y'all just, y'all showed up and y'all showed out. And not only did we meet our goal, but we exceeded our goal and y'all gave enough blood to save 99 lives, which is just amazing. Um, I was so impressed. In fact, I want to say thanks to Brooke Devlin. She's here. She's sitting in the back for helping us organize this. And I called this past week to thank Brooke and um, also to talk to her. If you've been following her on Facebook, you know that she has had a family member that's been in the hospital. And we've been praying and, and helping her uh, through that. Um, but this past week, they had to do a blood transfusion. And so she was talking on the phone and she was just like, you know what? It, it's really something to think that they may have used um, someone's blood here from the ridge. And that's just powerful. Or maybe even my own. Now, there's no way to know if that actually happened. But it is a powerful thing to think that your donation could have helped one of our very own church members right here at the ridge. And if not them, surely someone else that was in need. So thank you again for everybody that came and served, for everybody that gave. It was just a wonderful experience. In fact, the Red Cross has already contacted me pretty much once a week asking me when we're going to do it again. So they're really excited about it. Um, one more thing. We've got journey groups coming up this winter semester. Um, we have got so many uh, groups actually Zoom and in person to be a part of. And y'all, we need to remain connected during this weird time getting through this pandemic. So I want to encourage you to go to that webpage and look at those groups and join one. Okay, in fact, go ahead and open up the Ridge app. And everybody online, do this too. Everybody, go ahead and go to the journey group section. It's the very first button. And I want you just to scroll down and take a look at it. There's some marriage studies. Those, those that are in our re-engage groups, we're going to have our marriage retreat next week weekend, and then we've got more groups coming out of those that are coming up. Uh, we got a Zoom study coming up. We've got in person, we've got the book of First Peter that's going to be led by Marietta Webb and Don and Ann Webb, and that's an in-person group. We've got women's groups. We've got a lot of women's groups that are happening. We've got a men's group that's meeting in person for lunch on Thursdays. There's a lot going on. There is one in particular that I want to share with you real quick. And that is my Zoom Wednesday night Bible study. It's just going to be four or five weeks, and it's called, here we go, it's called Life Hacks. Do y'all know what a life hack is? These are just simple little tricks that help make life a little easier. Um, I enjoy seeing these. Anytime I get a chance on Facebook, somebody posts like a life hack that just makes life better. In fact, I saw this one the other day, and I don't know if you've ever 
uh, heard of this one or not, but do you know how you can tell if an egg is still good? Maybe you've got eggs in the fridge and you took them out of the carton and there's no expiration date. You got them in a bowl or something and you want to know. Here's how you know. Stick an egg in a bowl of water and if it sinks, it's still good. If it floats, it means the gases have built up inside and it's no good. How many of y'all knew that? Did anybody know that? Okay, some of you. All right, I was just blown away. I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. Those are kind of like life hacks that just little tricks of the trade that make life a little better and easier. So what if, what if there was a book or written by one of the smartest men that ever lived that gave you little tips on how to have a better life? Well, fortunate for us, King Solomon, wisest man that ever lived, wrote the book of Proverbs. And what we're going to do is we're going to spend four weeks just studying little tips that he gives us on how to have a better life, how to make 2021 way better than 2020, okay? So I hope that you'll join me. You can find all that online and register for it, okay? Um, But if you don't choose that, by all means, make sure that you get into a group. Now, let's jump into today's message. As you know, we've been in this series called Breakout. And what we're doing is we're looking at biblical applications that will help us have a better year this year, okay? And even though we don't know what's ahead, even though we have no idea what's around the corner, we do know that there are certain biblical qualities, there are certain biblical attitudes that if we adopt, if we put into practice, it will help us have a better year. So the first week, very first Sunday of the year, we talked about having an optimistic outlook for this year. That no matter what happens next, no matter, even, if it, even if it were to get worse, we're going to remain optimistic because our God is so good and he has good things planned for us. And then the second week, we talked about, last week, not letting what we want in 2021 rob us of what we already have. You know, it's too easy to get so fixated on what we don't have or what we're not getting in the new year that we miss all the good that God has already provided. So with that being said, last week what we said is maybe try approaching this year with an attitude of gratitude and see if that doesn't change things, right? Because grateful people are always happy people. Now, if you missed either one of those, um, you can go check those out online. They're on our app and they're on our YouTube page. Now, today, today, I want to talk about, I want to start off by talking about a problem, okay? A problem that we all have to deal with, okay? I want to talk about discouragement. This is a big thing to talk about because we see it all around us. We feel it every time we look on social media. We hear it all around on the TV or when we walk into work around and people, when they're talking in their cubes, we hear it all around us, especially in 2020. And and if we're not careful, what can happen is that we can carry some of that discouragement with us as we move into the new year. It will linger if we allow it. And you know what? It's amazing how discouragement just follows us, how we allow it to linger, how it follows us all throughout life. It's something that we've grown up with. It's something that we have to deal with now, and it's something that we're going to have to deal with in the future as well. In fact, let me take you on a little journey about what I'm talking about. You know, even before you start school, or maybe you're a parent, you got kids and you're getting them ready to start school, and you got this one daycare, you got this one school, and you got your top choices, right? So you do the test, and you put them on the list, and over time, they don't even, they don't make the first school. You have to not only settle for the second school, but you got to settle for the third school, 
the third choice. And before they even start school, it's like discouragement sets in. And you're like, ah, oh, they didn't get what I wanted them to. And then you grow up and you try out for a sport or you try out for a team, but because you didn't start playing volleyball or tennis or baseball or whatever when you were like three, you're not good enough to make the team. And so you get discouraged. And then in your teenage years, you jump into social media and you start following everybody that you can because your parents finally let you get an account. And so you work on a picture of yourself and you work on it so long to post it only to find that it doesn't get nearly the amount of likes that somebody else gets and you feel a little discouraged. And then you grow up and you, and you get a job and then in that job, you find out that you didn't do very well on the project and your boss is a little upset with you and so then you're upset and you go home and because you're in a bad mood, then your spouse is upset and then you gotta have dinner that evening with your in-laws and they just complain about how you're raising your kids and you're just like, oh, I just feel discouraged. And so the next day you decide, you know what? I'm gonna feel better about everything. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna buy myself something nice or something new. And so you go and you went shopping and you get a new shirt, you get new pants and you get new shoes because nothing helps you feel better than a new pair of shoes. Am I right? Okay, maybe that's just me. But you get dressed up, you walk out, you go over to get some coffee. And when you do, you run into somebody that you know and they look at you and they're like, ah, did you buy a new outfit? And you're like, you're just excited that they noticed. And you're like, why, yes, I did. And they look at you and they say, oh, just oh. And you're like, well, what's that supposed to mean? Not oh or mm, no, just oh. So then you start spiraling and you go home and then you look on social media and it looks like everybody is living their best life ever. And they've taken vacations and you still haven't taken a vacation yet, right? Or they are always taking date nights and it looks like their marriage is so perfect and yours feels a little rocky. Or they're posting about how their kids got into their first college of their choice and you're still waiting to hear back if your kid got into the college and you're just not sure and it's not looking so good. And I think you get the picture. Just discouragement. It's, it's amazing how often we're discouraged and how many voices of discouragement are around us. So here's what I want to do today. I want to talk about something that will help make this year so much better, will help us have a breakout kind of year. And it's actually quite a simple thing, and it's just something that we need to be reminded of. And the reason we need to be reminded of it is because it can make such a big difference. It's so important. It's an important part of having a good day or a good year. And here it is. I want you to be an encourager, right? I want you to be that person that builds someone up when the world and all these voices around us just want to tear people down. They need it. And guess what? You need it. And when you learn to be an encourager, guess what? You get encouragement yourself, now, let me give you a real reason why this is so important, okay? Why we need to be encouragers as we move into this new year. And here it is. It's because God is an encourager, right? I think we need to be reminded that we serve a God that is an encouraging God. I'd even go so far as to say that God loves giving encouragement to his children. He does. In fact, I want to look at a piece of scripture with you this morning where Paul teaches on this is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. It's a time in Paul's life where he just needs some affirmation. He just needs some encouragement. And so he, he gets it. 
And he's writing to the Corinthians, and he says this in chapter 7, verse 5, okay? Here's where we start off. He says, when we arrived in Macedonia, there was no rest for us. We faced conflict from every direction with battles on the outside and fears on the inside. Okay, let's just push pause right here. Don't you think that you could use these words to describe yourself? Don't you think that you could use these words to describe where we are as a society or what's happened in the past year or even what's happening in 2021 as we move into a new year? When you look at this, it's like, man, no rest. Like, I feel like I get no rest. I'm so stressed and anxious about everything and I feel like I just can't sleep well at night or I don't get enough rest to have a good day through the day or we face conflicts from every direction. It's like everywhere we look, there's conflict. Whether it's at work or at home or at school or every time I, I turn on the news, it's just conflict everywhere. I can't tell you how many times during the day I say to myself, why can't people just act right? Why can't people just act right? right? There's conflict everywhere with battles on the outside and fears on the inside. And then we, not only do we face all this outside negativity, but inside We have all these fears, fears of what we said that could be taken wrong or fears of what may be done in our life or fears that haven't even happened yet. But if they do, oh man, that's just going to be too much. And so we live with anxiety, no rest, conflict around us, fear inside of us. Paul, what Paul is doing here in his life is he's acknowledging the exact same thing that we all feel. This is why the Bible is, this is why you need to read your Bible, right? Because nothing's changed. Paul back then is feeling the same way that we feel today, and he's just feeling discouragement from every corner of his life. So, in verse six, I want to concentrate on the first two words that he says next. He says this He says, But God, just pause right there. After he gets through saying all these things that he's feeling, everything that we can relate to, he just says those simple two words, but God. And I think that's something good for us to be reminded of. Whenever we're feeling discouraged, whenever we need some encouragement, whenever we need to lift ourselves up, we might say those two words to ourselves, but God. You know, no matter what's going on in my life, but God, and then just fill in an attribute of God, fill in one of his characteristics and just say, but God is powerful, but God is amazing, but God still loves me, but God has all of this under control, I know he does. Maybe those are two good words just to put in your back pocket and pull out once in a while during the day when you need it. So Paul, he goes through all these discouraging things and he says, but God, but God, and here's what he fills in the, next, the rest of it with. He says, but God who encourages those who are discouraged. But God is the one that encourages those who are discouraged. I hope that if you walked in here this morning, I hope that if you tuned in online today, and you're feeling discouraged, or you're feeling hurt, or you're feeling you just don't know what to do. You don't know where to go next. You don't know which way is up and which way is down. It's just such a mess right now. You're feeling conflict on the outside and fear on the inside. I want you to know that we serve a God who encourages those who are discouraged. And I hope 
I hope that you feel that this morning. And I hope you know that God is there encouraging you. And this is what he was doing for Paul. So, so how does God encourage Paul? Look at, look at the next part of this. He says, but God, who encourages those who are discouraged, encouraged us by the arrival of Titus. This guy's presence was such a joy, but so was the news that he brought of the encouragement that he received from you. So this is so great. This is so great. Okay? And I don't want you to miss how important this is. But Titus came and he encouraged Paul. But not only did he encourage Paul, but he told Paul about all the other believers in the church. And they're like, Paul, I want you to know that everybody in the church is praying for you. I want you to know that they're upset with what is going on around you. And I want you to know how much they support you. And that message, that encouragement that came from Titus, it meant everything to Paul. And he finishes out this section with the next verse. And he says, I was filled with joy. It's coming. There it was. I was filled with joy. So Paul starts this entire section by saying, guess what? Our God is a God that is an encouraging God. So then you ask, well, how did he encourage Paul? He encouraged Paul through Titus. And guess what? It was exactly what Paul needed. Our God loves to encourage those who are discouraged. And I want you to know, and I want this to remain with you today, that one of the main ways, one of the main ways God does this is through other believers. One of the main ways that God encourages other people is through you. Okay? You have no idea. You have no idea how much a simple message of encouragement can change someone's life. It could be something that's not a big deal to you, but it could mean the world to someone else. Just a simple note, just a simple hello, just a simple text. I, I don't know. You know what? Even remembering somebody's name that you may have just met can mean so much to someone else. I remember when I was in college, I had a job in retail, and sometimes my classes were right up next to when I got off of work, and so I'd run from work into class, and I'd ditch the tie, but I'd still have on my dress shirt and my slacks, and I'd just make it in class, and, you know, starting something brand new, and after class one day, I remember this group of guys was hanging out, and I had met them once before, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go, and I'm going to just talk to these guys and see if I can make some new friendships, and so I walked up, and man, they were so great. Man, they talked to me. Not only did they remember me, but they knew my name. And I felt so good afterwards. I walked out, out of that, and I'm like, man, I'm I can do this college thing. I'm going to make so many new friends. My mama is going to be so proud of me. And then it wasn't until I got home and I started getting ready for bed that I realized that I had left my name tag on. And there it was in bold letters, Jimmy, right across. Say, Well, that's how they remember my name. So all day I felt encouraged by the fact that they remembered my name and then I felt like a dork at night. But I'll tell you this, it made such an impression on me that I remembered that. And so here's something I do, and it's just something little. I try to take people by surprise sometimes when I'm in the checkout lane or when I'm working or when I'm, you know, in a retail store or something and somebody comes up and I try to take a moment just to notice their name tag. And just try to call them by name. And I'll say, thank you, Pam, or have a good day, John. And for a minute in their day, I can tell that they kind of smile behind their mask because someone, someone took time to notice 
And it was just a moment of encouragement. And the only reason I share that is just to say, you know what? I try to look for opportunities when I can just to be a voice of encouragement. I try to be available as much in something just as small as just having conversation with somebody or even saying someone's name can mean so much. So you know what? God uses us. He uses you. He uses me. He uses everyone around us to bring encouragement to others. You know, he also uses things around us. But, but here's the deal. You got to be looking for that encouragement. You got to be looking for it. You got to be open to receiving it. For instance, like when you're driving in the car and you're listening to worship music, I suggest that you just put worship music on in the house and when you're going through your daily chores and everything, it's just played in the background because you have no idea how many times God can speak to you through those words. There have been times when I'm riding in the car or when I'm working at the house and I'm like singing this, and I don't even realize that I'm singing it and I'm singing it and I'm like, oh, that is exactly what I needed to hear. That is exactly the encouragement I needed. Or how many times when you're reading scripture, do you start to read something and suddenly you don't feel like you're reading the Bible, but more like the Bible is reading you. And you just feel so encouraged by what you're reading. And you're looking in God's word for it. And God delivers. And it just builds you up. I remember about two months ago, I was asked to do a funeral. And doing funerals right now during a pandemic is is very complicated. And it's just very hard. And I was doing this funeral for a family that I didn't really know. They had just asked me through a friend. And so I'm praying in that morning time, and I'm just like, God, just give me the encouragement. God, could you encourage me as I go to have this meeting with this family? Like, give me the words that I need to say. Well, how do I need to, you know, what do I need to say to them to give them some comfort so that I can be an encouragement to them? And in my morning's reading that day for my chapter, this is what I read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. For we know that when we die and leave these bodies, we will have wonderful new bodies in heaven. And as soon as I, that was the first verse in the chapter that I was supposed to read that day. And as soon as I read that, I was like, thank you, God. Thank you for encouraging me. Because the family that I was walking into, they, their, their father had passed away from Alzheimer's. And so I was able to go into that family and I'll say, listen, let me share with you a verse that I read this morning. And I read this verse and I said, listen, your father now has a new body and a new mind given to him by Jesus Christ himself. And he is no longer suffering. And I just paused after all that, and I was like, God, thank you so much with encouraging me with the words that I needed to be able to go into that meeting with that family. But not only that, then you used me to bring encouragement to them in their grief, and God was just encouraging all over the place. And it was just so cool. But again, you gotta be looking for it. You gotta be looking. We serve a God who encourages the discouraged. If you're feeling discouraged right now, let me, let me ask you, are, are you looking? Are you looking for God's encouragement? It's there. It's there. So how does this apply to having a breakout year? Okay, what can we do? I, I know that I serve a God who loves to encourage those who are feeling discouraged. That's good to know. But how do I apply this to my life? Like, how can I use this and, and create this new attitude so that I have a better year in 2021? Let me give you a few spiritual things that you can do 
to be a more encouraging voice to those around you, okay? Because one of the best things that we can do is strive to become more like Christ. And if Christ, if God is that encouraging voice for us, then we need to be an encouraging voice for others. So let me give you a couple points. Look at your message notes. Here we go. I'm going I'm to give these to you real quick, okay? Three things you can do to make a difference. Number one, encourage someone every day. Encourage someone every day. Why do we need to look to do this every day? Because the voices of discouragement are so real and they are so constant. We've already been through this. It's amazing how many different voices of negative criticism that we have all around us. But even though it's all around us, we can be a voice of encouragement. And knowing that, the writer of Hebrews, he says this. He says, encourage one another daily. Daily. How often do we do it? We do it every day. As long as it's day, as long as you got time left in today, think of a way that you can be an encourager. Why do it? He says, so that none of you can be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So we're not hardened by the sin that's around us, that the sin that, that other people, that this world is just, just filled with that just wants to break us down. We have the chance to build other people up. So here's what we're gonna do every day. We're going to look for opportunities to encourage someone else. In fact, in 2021, here's a little exercise that you can do. And I know I've brought this up in the past and just want to bring this up again. But it's very simple, something we need to be reminded about. If you think it, say it. It's just that easy. If you think it, say it. Don't waste the opportunity to be a blessing to someone else. You know, anytime we think of something good about someone else, man, do it right then. Let it be a gift to them. Call them or text them or write them a note or give them an email or post something on their wall. Because you don't know how much they may need to hear it and what your encouragement can do to them. Do you know, I use myself as an example here and it's not because I want you to feel sorry for me and text me or email me later. Please don't feel like you've got to do that, but I just want to be transparent. When I preach on Sundays, after I'm done, very rarely do I feel really good about it. Usually, I nitpick these things, and, and I concentrate more on what I got wrong or what I said or the, the words that I used probably didn't do it in the best way or the fact that nobody laughed at my jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, but I come away sometimes, I'm just kind of negative after those main experiences sometimes. Or, Or let me give you another example. Even going through this pandemic, in trying to discern what's right for the Ridge Church and what's next, you know, every every church family is filled with different perspectives, right? People who think different ways, and you have this in your own family, it's no different in church family, you you have this in your business, it's no different than here. And and people who not only feel different ways, but they have very strong beliefs about why they feel the way that they do. So I share that just to be transparent and just to say that, you know what, it means so much when I get an email or when I get a text every now and then that builds me up, that lifts me up. When somebody texts me and just says, you know what, that message is exactly what I needed to hear. Oh, that just fills me up. Or when someone texts me and says, you know what, I know, and I got one of these emails like two or three weeks ago, and they just said, you know what, I know that this is a weird thing to navigate church and COVID and knowing what to do and how to do it, and I just want you to know I love our Ridge family, and I am committed to this church no matter what. You know what I do sometimes? I save those emails. I save those texts so that I can go back and read them again. 
and just feel encouraged. I love it when people think something and then they say something. And the only reason I bring that up, again, I'm just trying to be transparent because these are things that I deal with. And I know that if I deal with things, I know that you deal with things. And I know if you deal with things, the person sitting next to you and the people around you are dealing with things. So guess what? We need to be encouragers. If we need to feel it, we know that other people need to feel it. And here's the beauty of it. When you think it and say it, not only does it encourage them, but it encourages you. Because generally, you get a great response in return. So you know what? Every day, who, who is somebody today, right now, in this moment, before the day is over that you can encourage? We get enough negative voices around us, right? We need to be people that build others up. So who can you, who can you encourage today? If you think it, say it. Point number two, I want you to encourage someone spiritually. I want you to encourage someone spiritually, okay? Here's what you can do to make a real difference in someone's life. I want you to look for ways to encourage people in their faith. Let me explain what I mean. Paul says it this way in Romans. He says, when we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by your faith, right? He's like, I want to encourage you in your faith to continually grow stronger in Christ, right? But I also, I want to feel that encouragement from you in your faith. This this is one of the reasons that we push journey groups so much. This is why I start off at the beginning and just, Try to get you involved in community because I want you to be around those people that are encouraging you in your spiritual walk with Christ. And you know what? It really doesn't take that much to encourage people in their spiritual walk. You just gotta keep moving forward. You gotta be with a group of people that are, that are committed to meeting together and just taking care of each other. It's important to encourage one another spiritually. So let me give you a practical exercise that you can do for others that goes a long ways with this point. Here's what you can do. I want you to take normal things and I want you to make them spiritual things when it comes to encouragement, okay? For example, if someone's kid scores the winning basket at the end of the game, you could look at that, you could give some encouragement, you could say, you know what, that was a great shot, you are amazing. Or you could make that a spiritual thing and say, that was an amazing shot, God has given you such a gift. See what you did there? Take something normal and make it spiritual. You know, somebody gets a promotion at work. Someone gets a raise at work. You could look at them and say, congratulations, man, you deserve that. Or you could look at them and say, man, you have been so faithful. God is obviously trusting you with more. See, that's just as simple ways. And the more you do it, the more you'll get better at it. But it's just simple ways. And we could do this with our families, which would be great, or our children. This would be great to help them in their spiritual development. Just look for things and take a normal word of encouragement and make it spiritual and see what it does in their life, in their relationship with Christ. So we're going to look for people to encourage every day. If I think something, I'm going to say it. Number two, I'm going to look for to take something normal and make it spiritual, a spiritual encouragement for them. And then number three, I'm gonna encourage myself. Number three, I want you to encourage yourself. Now this may surprise you a little bit, but you know what, you need it. You need to encourage yourself in the Lord. This is one of the best things that you can do in this year. Let me show you a powerful example of this that comes from scripture, it comes from David. David. King David had this time where people were against him. His own troops were turning on him. They wanted to stone him. It was a really bad day. 
lot of discouragement around him. So this is what he did. In that moment, it says, but David encouraged himself. He encouraged himself in the Lord his God. You know what that says to me? Every now and then when I'm feeling discouraged, when I feel like all these negative voices around me, what I need to do is I just need to stop and I need to encourage myself in the Lord my God. That means no matter what's happening, I'm gonna look at this situation, I'm gonna say no. I serve, I, mean, I may even use that, but God, but God is more powerful. So here's what you do. You start preaching to yourself. You just start preaching. And I know you're not a preacher, but you might say a little sermon to yourself. And you tell yourself, you know what? I've got faith for this, right? No matter what's going on, if God is for me, then who can be against me? You, you might tell yourself, you know, my God is more powerful than whatever this is that's trying to knock me down or bring me down, right? Whatever this is, my God is working all things for good. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna trust in him. And you start, you start encouraging yourself in the Lord and you preach to yourself. You have those little moments where you just say, but God, but God is more powerful, but God is greater. You know, one of the, the best ways that you can encourage yourself in the Lord, and I would just, this is, you know, since we're starting off in January, we're looking into a brand new year. Here's something you can do. A little exercise is keep a prayer journal. Keep a prayer journal. And, and the reason I say this is just write down what you're praying for. And the reason that's so important is because it's so easy to forget what God has done or what God is doing when we're no longer praying for it, right? But later on, if you keep a prayer journal, you can go back and you can look at how God answered that prayer or how God gave me wisdom for this or how God healed me from that or how God provided in that moment. And when you do and you remind yourself it encourages you. So maybe at some point this year, as you move into a new year, you start looking behind and you're like, man, God has accomplished so much for me. And you allow that to give you new strength for whatever's next. So you know what? Let me wrap this up. The reason this is important for us to understand is because the way things are going, man, I just, I don't know if the voices of discouragement are really gonna get any easier or better as we move into another year. And I believe that there are people in here this morning, I believe that there are people watching online today that just have heavy hearts. Man, they're just feeling all the weight and just feel like we're crumbling under all the discouragement we feel. And maybe there is a voice around us that just, it keeps telling us that we're not gonna make it or that we're never gonna get it done or we don't have what it takes or that we're, our health isn't good enough or that it's only gonna get worse. We feel trouble on the outside. We feel fear on the inside. So what do we do? What do we do in this year when that's all we seem to face? Here's what we do. We embrace the fact that we serve a God who encourages the discouraged. Allow God to encourage you today and help you begin to realize that, you know what, he helped me make it through last year. He's got even better things in store for me this year. And one of the best things that we can do is become more Christ-like is to be an encouragement to those around us. Goodness knows we got enough voices around us and people just telling us what we can't do. We even have those internal voices telling us what we can't do. So be a voice of encouragement. Encourage others every day. Encourage them spiritually and encourage yourself. And the more we do it, the more we'll feel encouraged. Let's pray together. God, I just thank you so much.
for the ways that you speak to us, for the ways that you move in us, for the encouragement that you give us. Because God, at times, this world, this life, man, it can just feel overwhelming. Sometimes it feels like the only voices in our lives are just discouraging voices all around us. We feel that there's just so much negativity and, and, and so much darkness. So God, I just pray that you would just be a light to us. Help us to look for the ways that you encourage us. And then God, help us to look for ways to encourage others. Help us to be that voice that builds others up. Because God, again, if that's who you are and if that's what you do for us and we wanna become more Christ-like, then help us. Help us reach out and encourage someone every day. And not only that, but kick it up a notch, God, and just encourage them in their faith also. And Jesus, help us encourage ourselves when we need it. Just to remind ourselves how good you are and all that you've done. How much you love us. How you provide for us. How you can turn anything around for good if we're willing to trust you. Sometimes we forget, God, how powerful one statement can be. It's amazing what our words can do. So God, may we bring you glory in how we encourage one another. We love you so much. It's in Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen. Amen. not sure what's happening in your life right now, but please remember that our God loves to encourage those who are discouraged. And the more that we can learn to be encouraging voice in an overwhelming world, the better we'll feel and the more we will become like Christ. So who can you encourage today? I'm going to send a little text to someone as soon as this is over. If you'd like to do some more study on today's message, there's going to be some study questions at the end of the message notes. I really encourage you guys to check those out if you want to do more study. And we'd like to know who's worshiping with us, so please don't forget to fill out those connect cards. Also, you can leave your tithe and offering on the app as well. Thank y'all for being so generous. I also have a few announcements for you guys this morning. The marriage retreat is next weekend, so please let us know if you have any questions about the upcoming weekend, anything. Um, end of the year giving statements will be sent out by the end of next week, so keep your eye out for that. Our student ministry is getting ready for an amazing ski trip in February, so please contact Mr. Nathan if you have any questions or you're interested. And please don't forget to check out the journey groups for the winter semester. We are so, so excited for the in-person and Zoom options that are being offered. And the Ridge Women's Conference is right around the corner, so please check out our website or the app for more information or a registration link if you want to come. And we have a special uh, planned year's daddy-daughter night this year, so stay tuned for more details on that. And thank you so much for joining us this morning. I know that was a lot this morning, but I'm so excited that y'all were here, and I can't wait to see you guys next Sunday.